Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this, I think, the eighth episode of the Manifestation Lab podcast. The best podcast in the universe. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. I'm having a little fun. Um, Although this might very well be the best podcast episode of this podcast series. Um, And you'll see why here in a minute. Because I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing somebody who also has in turn the distinct pleasure of being the first person I actually interview ever for this podcast. So as you'll see and as you'll hear... Um, this was actually recorded, um, via a Skype call. And so, you know, it might not have quite the quality you'd expect, although on her end of things, it sounds very, very nice. And I think she was probably just using a regular old, you know, one of those like headsets that comes with your phone. And here I am with my $200 microphone and, uh, (laughs) it doesn't quite sound the way that I want it to sound, but, uh, you know, I've done my best so that, um, um, you know, in some editing here, and as I get better at this, um, the sound quality on my end at least should improve, but her sound quality is perfect, and, um, you know, and a good thing is that I tried to keep my babbling to a minimum, and I just let her kind of take over, um, which, as you'll see, will be wonderful because she has an amazing voice, an amazing way of telling her story, um, and um, she's very, very good at this. Um, her name is Lara from Toronto, and she um, actually has a success story. She wrote me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and this was before I got sick and all that. We had to reschedule a couple of times, but um, basically, Lara did get some coaching with me a while back and then she wrote me saying guess what Tarkon I'm back with my specific person I have a complete full-on success story to share with you guys so um you know and then what we did was we decided this would be great for a podcast and then Laura sent me um a whole bunch of notes that she actually had written that she wanted to cover during the podcast, during the interview, and um, as you'll see, you know, we, we're kind of, we just used it as a framework, where, so we kind of jump back and forth a little bit, but um, it turned out to be a wonderful chat with her, and she's a wonderful person, um, and a lot of fun to talk to, and very optimistic, and, and, uh, and what's the other word, um, positive person, right, that's another word, I keep forgetting, uh, <laughs> I've heard it's important, yeah? or something like that, but anyway, um, so, uh, you know, Laura's story, she'll tell you her story and she'll tell you sort of the mindset and the techniques that she got into that helped her to manifest this thing. And um, I love her story because it is so, um, you know, it, it's easy to follow and understand and she's easy to follow and understand, but also um, it's very much uplifting. Uh, it really can give you a lot of hope, which is why we love these success stories and which why I love people sending me their success stories out there. And, you know, I want to encourage all of you to do that, even if you don't have a success story that has to do with my coaching or came about as my coaching, it's fine. Any kind of success story with this, if you're out there listening, um, you know, go ahead and send it on. It's manifestation.lab at gmail.com. And you can send me your success story. You can put that in the uh, in the uh, subject line. And then I may very well do a video or read your 
read your story here in a podcast episode and of course keep your name very private or if alternately you'd like to do what Lara did and want to be brave enough and actually do a, an actual uh, talking interview with me about your success story, then that's something we can discuss as well. I love those. And I want to bring more guests and interviewee- interviewees and people onto the podcast to speak um, instead of just two, three hours of me babbling uh, you know, about the weather or whatever it is <laughs> that I tend to babble about. All right? So... Without much further ado, I'm actually going to get right into it. So this was pre-recorded, so I'm just attaching it to, to the end here. And, um, and there's really not much more for me to say about it other than enjoy this one, guys, because um, it's a good one. And uh, like I said, Laura's awesome. She's awesome to listen to. And um, do listen to her, because look at this. She managed to do what all of you are out there trying to do, wanting to do. Um, and you'll see just how easy it is. So without much further ado, here is Lara from Toronto with her very special story. Okay, so we're here with Lara, who is in, should we talk about where you are? Yes, that's totally fine. (laughs) You're in Toronto, Canada. And uh, Lara has written me, she wrote me, she was a client with me, and she wrote me uh, recently about her awesome success story. So um, I'm going to just let Laura talk a little bit about herself and her story and what uh, what happened with her specific person. You want to take it away? Yes. All right. So my name is Laura. I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm currently in Toronto, like Tarkan already mentioned. So basically it all started with um, my boyfriend and I. Uh, we've been together for like years. And then near the end, I'd say like the last two weeks, I was feeling very insecure Um, I don't know, I was just having these thoughts that he was going to leave me, he was going to find someone better, Um, and I told him all about it, and he's like, no, babe, don't worry, none of this will happen, (laughs) Um, and it did. He's trying to reassure you. Exactly, and uh, I don't want to go back to it, it's not like a happy place to be. Sure. Um, But to be honest, like in the end, I'm really grateful for the separation, because it taught me about this whole journey. Uh, which I'll be, you know, talking about. So, yes, basically he just left me, just sent me this little paragraph as a text, and I don't want to mention too much about it, but the whole takeaway is that he left me. So, of course, what I did was, like, probably begging and, like, saying, no, don't leave, blah, blah. Um, And then after that, it was, like, a day later, I'm like, you know what, I'll just be the bigger person, and, okay, fine, this is probably what God wanted. Um, during this time, I have read The Secret. I did know about, like, conscious manifesting, but I kind of, like, shrugged it under the carpet. It wasn't something that, um, I was practicing really, uh, really religiously like I am now. But you discovered it, you discovered it while you were dating him, or was it something that you discovered once the breakup occurred? (laughs) So basically how I discovered it is really cool. Um, it was actually by my boyfriend. He told me you should read this book. It's called The Secret. You know, you can have anything you want in your life. This was like years ago, probably like five years ago or so. Um, and I, I did read it and he's like, well, you have a lot of negative thoughts and it can improve our relationship. So he was already like foreshadowing this. That's how I see it. Uh, so, yeah, I read it and I don't, it didn't really sink in, I guess, because I think when you want to learn this whole conscious manifesting, I feel like for the most part, it's the people that really learn it is when they just fall 
like just something happens so much yes. for their life and they just need help. But if mm-hmm. someone's having like a perfect life of what I thought a perfect life was back then, I don't know. It didn't really mean anything. I'm like, okay, this is a cool concept, but you don't feel the need for it. It usually is a, a trigger that will lead people to start, start doing the research and start learning about that path. Absolutely. Exactly. And I thought, uh, it had to do like, it was total opposite from religion as well. Um, I'm like, oh, this is because I am religious. So I thought that this is like, you know, something else. And I don't know. I just didn't really pick it up. Really. Did you feel did you feel like you were betraying your religion or that it was yes. somehow going to go against your the principles of your religion? Exactly. How did you how did you eventually come to terms with that? How did that work out for you in, in your in your mind? Well, um, it was actually from watching Joseph Eli's, uh YouTube videos. I don't know if I pronounce his name right. Alay oh, <laughs> Alay uh, right Joseph Alay yeah. Uh, he would always mention like the Bible, so I'm like, okay, you know what? This does have to do with like religion, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why. And I always thought that God created your life, not the other way around. Not that you are the creator and you create everything. So, and I always, I always, um, I don't know, believed of this whole thing about like free will and everything. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Once I got into this whole thing and watched like over hundreds of videos, um, including yours <laughs> on YouTube. Uh-huh. Excellent. <laughs> yes, I realized it was the opposite, that you are the creator, and whatever you want, you can have. Yeah, and Neville talks about that, too, right? I mean, he, he quotes the Bible quite a bit in his work. Yeah, so so then, uh, so your boyfriend at the time, then, he's coaching you while you're in the relationship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like trying to get you turned on to this. Is this something he's still interested in or has maintained interest in? Oh, definitely, yeah. But then after the breakup, he just also, like, fell apart, and he went into this, like, depressive state, obviously, you know, being without me. Oh, um, yeah. That's how I see it. That's how I see it, at least. <laughs> that's a good attitude to have. Yeah, I like. I'm like, okay, you have to pick it up, and, you know, but it's, honestly, the secret is just the basic of, of everything. Like, the secret, I didn't really read it another time. Maybe, like, after the breakup, I read half of the book, and then I'm like, I want something more. So I started reading, like, um, Neville Goddard. Um, I read a lot of books. Uh, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It is an amazing one. Ask okay. and It Is Given. That's Abraham, that's Abraham Hicks, right? Ask and It Is Given. What's the first one? Who wrote that one? Do you, do you remember? Uh, I have to go down to my notes. Well, well, you send it to me later, and you know, maybe I can put it in the notes then for, um, if we're mentioning books, I'll put it in the notes, um, in the podcast notes when people listen so then we'll make a note of the books that we mentioned um because i think those are things that people are going to want to read anyway um and yes i agree with you the 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 secret you know i got into the secret i i understood about law of attraction a little bit before that but then i watched the secret and then the book came out and i always thought there wasn't enough there you know i think it's a great primer um but yeah like you said so often these things and when something happens in our lives and then we suddenly have a need for a change and to, or to understand what happened. We're led down deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's interesting. So this is, uh, let's give people a time frame. So you said five years ago you were in the relationship. When did you guys end the relationship? How many years ago was that? No, that wasn't, it was actually on April Fool's Day of this year. <laughs> so April oh, okay. 1st. All right, all right. Um, What's I that? This whole, I didn't believe it at first because I thought this whole thing was probably like an April Fool's prank. Um, that was an April, on his part, an April Fool's prank. <laughs> right? But it wasn't. Okay. So, so then uh, so then in April of the, this year, and then so you kind of, did you just go, okay, I'm going to get him back? What what happened after that? What was your, what was the process of 
coming to the conclusion that you're going to use the law of attraction, you're going to manifest this person back into your life. What, uh, how did that transpire? Okay, so at first it was like, um, I don't know, I think like the whole month of April, I was kind of really in a depressed phase. Um, I, I really went into a dark place, like why am I alive, what is the meaning of life, because I made him, like, I put basically put him on a pedestal, you know, saying that he was like everything, and this was the only one I wanted, and I'm, I'd always tell him, like, you were the most precious person I have, so I think by affirming that later on, it led me into like that rabbit hole that you're talking about. So, yeah, and then, I don't know, I was just, like, on YouTube. I don't remember how this happened, but on the side, I was watching, like, a random YouTube video. had nothing to do with LOA or conscious manifesting, and Agnes's channel popped up. It was a video of hers, and I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, I can get him back. Okay, let's uh-huh. journey begin. Yes. So you're watching a cat video, and then uh, <laughs> right there on the side, there's Agnes Vivarelli. Do you, uh, did you feel that, what was, the, I mean, you thought, yes, did it feel like an intervention somehow, some kind of a, you know, a sign, a, a prompt, maybe from the universe to get you to move in a certain direction, no? To kind of get Definitely. you to, yeah. 100%. So then you watched all her videos religiously, and then you've mm-hmm. watched a bunch of other videos, and uh, what happened then? Keep, keep taking us down the road to where we are now. So I was seeing that she had like um, a lot of meditation videos and one of them that like stood out was manifest your ex back. So I did that for a while and I was like, okay, he's not coming back. You know, like I'm doing this meditation. He has to come back. Right. It was like basically forcing it the whole time. Um, But yeah, he wasn't coming back. And then um, after that, I think it was on Facebook. I joined this group. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. I think Create Your Future by Amanda. Mm-hmm. And then on, in the comments, they were talking about this WhatsApp group. I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, other people helping each other um, manifest their SPs back. So, um, yeah, I joined this WhatsApp group. And then the next morning, I had like 20 new people that I was just like speaking to. Um, and out of those 20 people, three of them really stood out. And I still talk to them. And I want to give them a shout out. <laughs> so All right. Christine, Racky, and Servina. Um, so yeah, we start uh, speaking a lot and helping each other whenever we are down. We still do that to this day. Um, and half of us did get our SP back. The other two are still in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it was nice because I don't think I could have done this journey without them. Like it is, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, this was like the easiest journey because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, it was really, really tough at first. But then when you have people from the other side of the world that you've never met, but yet, you know, are talking to you daily, checking up on you, um, you know, teaching you about this whole conscious manifesting, knowing that like you're secure and everything, it just felt, you know, so good. So after that, um, so yeah, we would be speaking. We still speak until this day. Uh, I was still watching Agnes's videos and I stumbled across something called self-love. Now, what a concept. (laughs) It's the best thing I've ever learned in my life because growing up, I didn't have something called self-love throughout the whole relationship. I was insecure. Um, and it was basically taught from the younger self. So I guess like from my parents, you know, they'd always compare me to the other siblings or like your sister's prettier or, or your, the cousins, for example, you know, they tell you all these harsh things that later on, they were my beliefs. So I thought, you know, I wasn't good enough. I was always the uglier one or 
I'm not. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you, but you believed it when when they told you, or you felt like that's what they were saying. You believed it because you're a kid. You believe things like that, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I started meditating a lot, um, and I at first I would do it to get him back because that's what Anya said. You know, do self love and it will come back. So I did that, but then he wasn't coming back. And then again, I was still watching her videos, and she's like, "If you're doing it to get him back, it won't work. You have to do it for yourself." That's the caveat that many people don't mention. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then I started doing it for myself. And little by little, I actually started, like, not focusing. I don't know. I wasn't really focusing on him too much. I was focusing on myself and falling in love with myself that, like, I just felt like I was on cloud nine. You know, no one could stop me. I don't care what you say. I am the best. I am loved. I am loved. So was it affirmations that that helped you with that? What other things did you do to to help with the self love aspect and to really get into that? Affirmations, obviously. What else was did you do? So for the affirmations, uh, I typically used "I am loved" and "I am love." But in the beginning of my journey, all my affirmations would be surrounded um, around him, so I'd always include his name. And it was only after I did coaching with you that you said, "No, no, no." you know, leave him out. Because when I did mention his name in the affirmation, it made me feel like it, I would feel like a sting in my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Or my mind would be like, who are you kidding? Like, he's not with you. All that stuff. So, um, you told me to and go general. Yes, because you were coming. I could tell you were coming from the direction of still feeling very desperate and needy about the situation. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I know also from experience, yeah, when we put that person or the thing we desire so much into the affirmations, it can, it can, it can make us feel that, like you said, that sting in the heart a little bit. It can remind us of the fact that it's not here, right? So going general absolutely is the best op option for that under those circumstances. So I'm glad you did that. So um, what else did you do? So you did uh, affirmations. You went general with your affirmations. Did you do any, you know, there's like mirror work and that kind of stuff, journaling. What, uh, any other kind of techniques you used? Okay, so for the mirroring, um, you know the video I, I mentioned, you can, it's actually called You Can Heal Your Life by Louis Hay. Okay. Um, or Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. I don't know, one of the two. But it was saying like, it, she had this technique about self-love. She's like, go in front of the mirror and tell yourself, you know, I love you. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me try this. This will put me, it, it was really like it served as a test. Mm -hmm. So I did it the first two times. I was like tearing up. I, I couldn't say it the second time because, you know, that was, it was fact. Like I just didn't love myself. So again, I just went back to the meditations, like journaling and everything. I didn't really do, but in the beginning of my journey, um, I did the 55 times five technique thinking that I was going to get him back, but it didn't work because if you don't have the foundation of self-love, I just believe you can't attract anything. Like, especially if you're trying to attract love into your life, you have to have love before for them to be attracted to you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like it, I don't think you'd want to be around anyone that doesn't love themselves. And I think that's why, well, that is why he actually left is because, you know, he saw that I didn't love myself and it wasn't attractive anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you know at that point you weren't really a match to each other either, were you? Because there was a, a sort of a discrepancy going on there. Now I always say you can manifest things without that complete self love, but what ha what'll happen often is that it won't be a lasting situation, yeah. mm -hmm. and it, it'll be fraught with problems, right? And you want a, a good healthy relationship from the get go. So the one to work on is the one with yourself first and foremost. And just like you said, how can you give love 
to another if you can't start with giving it to yourself, right? (laughs) The mirroring technique, just to get back to that for a minute, I found it interesting what you said that you, it caused you to cry. And was it, was it a sort of a, a release kind of cry or was it more of a, God, I can't believe I don't love myself enough. Well, I mean, you know, like, did it feel like a relief? Did it feel like a, you know, was it a happy cry? Was it a? No, 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 no. It was was a relief in the sense that I'm like, okay, now I know one of my blocks and I know the area that I need to improve in. But it, it was like, I don't know. I felt like the mirror was telling me, you know, who are you kidding? Like, you don't really love yourself. And I feel like the most powerful person to face is yourself so the mirror technique is excellent and i totally recommend everyone to do it and now i literally do it every single time i pass by a mirror it huh. doesn't have to be at home it could be anywhere where i see my mirror i just see i just say you know i love myself yeah give yourself a little wink <laughs> <laughs> i like that well that's the thing and i tell people this too and you hear this so often people start the mirror technique and they feel very goofy you know uh, maybe they don't have necessarily a very strong emotional response the way you did, but it feels uncomfortable because it's such a an unusual thing to do, right? And we're taught in society to not l- look at ourselves in that light, uh, you know, to be humble and whatever that means. Um, but you got past that. You just kept doing it no matter what. How long did it take for it to begin to feel normal and then from normal to being um, something that you enjoy doing that you just automatically do by default? It, it really didn't take a like a long time at all. I would say maybe by the third time I started feeling it and just having, I would also have like mirror talk. So like, yes, I do love myself. Um, you know, after all, we're the only person that we have, which is ourselves. So I just, I don't know. It, it just happened automatically. And I think you can program your mind to love yourself pretty quickly, which it happened to me. But there are always a lot of times that um, there'd be like downfalls. So I would go from like loving myself and then not really loving myself, you know, going back to the, I miss him. I want him now and all of that jazz. But it could be, did it become less and less over time? Right. That's oh, the definitely. Yeah. And really, really quickly too. Like I would say when I would go back to the self-love meditations, like if I just do it for a solid week, morning and night, that's typically my routine. It's not like, you know, it's not like, I have to do it, but for me, it just felt right to, you know, wake up, do a self-love, and then go to sleep, do a self-love meditation. So, yeah, within a week, I I really felt it, that I truly loved myself. And honestly, like, throughout my whole life, I did love myself. I would always, um, the people would be like, oh, you're so, like, self-centered and everything. So, self-love is always there, but then there'd be times and, like, periods in my life where it would just vanish. Mm, People would discourage you from it, sounds like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting point. I mean, we have these kinds of hangs, hang-ups, these res, this resistance, this blockage to loving ourselves, like I said, because people frown on it. They see it as self-centered, self-absorbed. Um, you also have this uh, uh, um, something that you mentioned about, uh, um, and I'm actually drawing a blank right now, um, that happens from time to time, as I, as I have 20 things bouncing around in my head. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but when you said, oh, yes, when you said going back that you have, it's a process, right? So there's this sort of thing that happens. You start practicing self-love or whatever it is, and you kind of, you have, you fall back a little bit, right? You kind of mm-hmm. take two steps back, two steps forward, maybe one step back. Um, what uh, what what other ways, would you say just persistence is what kind of did it? 
uh, in those moments when you would kind of take the two steps back or the one step back, what did you do then? You didn't obviously then just sort of sit with that, right? Oh, of course I didn't know. So what would happen when I would take that one step back or two steps back? Um, sometimes I would just let it go for like a day or two because I would find myself like forcing to get back into the self-love meditation when it wasn't really working. My mind just needed a break. And honestly, it is fine. Like sometimes if you guys are going through things, um, if, if you're going through the period that I'm talking about, like loving yourself and then, you know, taking two steps back, it is okay to take a break. Like for a while I was treating it like a chore, you know, like I had to do it. But I just listened to my body and my mind. And, you know, for me, taking a break, it meant, you know, going out. Like, try not to stay at home. Because I felt like when I was staying at home, and I remember in one of your videos, and it really, like, hit home. You were saying, like, okay, say, for example, you, you stay home, and then you watch TV, right? You're not really watching TV because you have that monkey mind in the background that's always, you know, talking. You can't take it off or turn it off. So the way you do yeah. that is when you do go out with friends, like chances are you will be concentrating on in, in the moment, right? You won't be thinking about like your SP. So yeah. that's something that I did a lot and I picked up a lot of work shifts. So I was always at work and yeah, so you're it, distracting it was, yourself, distracting myself is key. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is so important what you said that the idea, you know, you don't need to do this stuff to get them back. It, they're already back, right? Uh, and it's and it's a difficult thing for our minds, our monkey minds. I like to use the term <laughs> for, uh, yeah. to wrap themselves around because we think we have to do these things. Like you said when you discovered Agnes's channel, I have to do the meditations so I can get him back, and I'm doing them, and he's not back. You know, it's not a magic wand. It's not a bit. It's a button you push to to get him back. Because there's really once you recognize there's nothing you really need to do except to just get yourself into a place of accepting yourself and being calm about the situation and not pushing so hard. That's what all these techniques are really for, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that, and I'm glad that you're mentioning it because it is such an important point. If you really just feel exhausted and by the techniques, and, you know, it's okay to put them aside. The real point is just to go about enjoying your life. Uh, because if all you're doing is thinking about one other person, one thing, then you're not living, right? I mean, you're not doing anything else. You're not growing. You're not working on yourself. You're not doing things that you love and that you enjoy, right? So um, so I think that's – I'm glad you brought that up, and you brought it up a couple of times. And that's what I was going to mention earlier before I had my little uh, – little, uh, my brain went somewhere else for a minute. But um, I really just wanted to reiterate that and how important that is. Um, because once you really stop, that what that means is you're also putting a cap on the resistance, on the flow of all the blockages and all the negative uh, thoughts about it, right? It's never going to happen. Where is he? What's he doing? Is he with somebody else? If you're busy doing other things that you enjoy, you're just not thinking about all that garbage, right? Exactly. And also, um, the way I would always look at it is from his perspective as well, which is a little weird, but I'm like, okay, imagine if I was him, right? And then I had this girl, for example, always begging me that she wants me back or, or being too needy. That's not attractive. I would actually want to run away. Like mm -hmm. one of my exes were like that. You know, he was always so needy that I eventually just broke off the relationship. I'm like, that's not attractive. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, and it's a place that I don't want to be in. So I don't want him to be in at the same time. Yeah, that's right.
So while you're doing all of this, were you in communication? And I know we did we did the coaching, but I'm gonna let you say it in your own words. Did you uh, were you in contact with him? What what at what point did you decide? Okay, I'm gonna stop begging. I'm gonna stop calling him all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, I only called once, and it was a day after the whole breakup thing happened. Um, the whole begging thing, it. it really took like a day to stop begging because I'm like okay he's not answering and I'm I'm just gonna be the bigger person and if someone doesn't want you just don't force it you know but back then I thought this is what God wanted like you know God wanted me to be with someone else but it, it was weird because I'd always like talk to God and then I'd be like okay but like you know we have such a good relationship like we don't fight why all of a sudden after years you're pulling him away and, you know, and also when I would be telling some people about my breakup, they'd be like, no, it's okay. You know, God just asked someone better or, yeah. So you thought you were being punished or yeah, you're not worthy of this thing. And God has finally decided, that, well, who's been giving her this thing she wants? Uh, you know, who the ball? <laughs> exactly. Someone's going to get fired here. No, no, no. Um, that's interesting. Do you think that's, I don't want to get too deep into the religion. Is that something that was part of your religion that you were taught? Or is it sort of a, just, how did you pick up that up over the years? Do you think, I mean, this, this, this idea that there's, you know, punishment is being doled out or this meant to be concept, which people tend to batter around. This stemmed from when I was young. Like my mom would always say, um, not literally, but like the name of the person that you're going to get married is on your forehead. Huh. All of that. So I just grew up with there's like this one person for you and God's going to make you, I don't know, meet him somehow and you're going to get married to him. All of that. But then as I was doing this whole conscious manifesting, I was like, no, you pick who you want to be with. And it doesn't matter the circumstance. Like, so I'll get into that later. But um, okay. Yes. Something I did want to mention, actually, was, um, you know how we were talking about this whole, like, distracting yourself and everything? Mm -hmm. An easier way to just look at it, and there's a great book, it's called The Power of Now. Now, I haven't read the full thing, I've probably read, like, half of it, and um, Christine, one of my manifesting buddies, have read a lot of it, so she would always, you know, teach me about it. I just don't want to take full credit on it. (laughs) So, what happened was, um, you know, something that really helped me is that you have to focus on the now. So, like, a lot of times you don't really have to distract yourself. I mean, it is recommended, but, like, say, for example, you're studying and you're doing your homework. Don't be, like, you know, thinking about your SP. Just focus on what you're doing now, which is I'm doing my homework. Or, like, Mm -hmm. if you're at work, you know, I am working. And, honestly, that's all it needs to do because the more you're thinking about the future of, like, you want him, you're telling the universe that he's not with me and you're sending all these mixed signals, which you don't want to do. So. Yes, absolutely. I think I might have actually read this book years ago. So I think I know the one you're talking about. I don't remember who we're going to I'm going to look all that up later who wrote it. But um, yes, and there was something in there, too, about the idea of now being the only thing that really exists in terms of time, temporal space and time. There really is no past and there's no future. If you're thinking about the past, you're doing it now. And if you're worrying about the future, you're doing it right now, which is why adjusting the way the focus you put out there and the energy you're putting out there. Uh, in the now is so important, right? Because you're actually creating the next moment or future events, uh, even thinking about the past or thinking about negative things from the past. And, you know, what was me? Why did I make that decision? And blaming yourself for mistakes and all that kind of stuff. It's a very important point. Um, okay, go on. I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> so it 
sorry. Um, I was, okay, honestly, throughout my journey as well, like in the beginning, I'd be thinking about the past, exactly what you just said, and like beating up myself for it. Like, you know, I created this. Why did I do this? If only I changed my thoughts to positive thoughts, then he wouldn't have been here still. Um, so the only way I truly dissolved it was by doing Honoponopono. Okay. I did it like once, to be honest, for like 30 minutes. And it was at work and I fell asleep <laughs> doing it. That when I woke up, it was still playing. I just felt so much better. You know, just forgive yourself. Okay, you've done this in the past. You've created it. But just because you created it, it doesn't mean that you can't create, you know, the total opposite of that. So like, okay, yeah, yes, you manifested this whole breakup, but you can also manifest you two getting back together. Sure. If you did, if you did this thing, you can do the opposite thing. You created that, you can create the opposite yeah, condition. Exactly. Absolutely. What is Honopono? I I know, but let's uh, for the listeners, let's explain who might not know what it is. What what what's the process? What do you do in Hono? And I can never pronounce it. Honopono something. <laughs> no, like it's that. just Honopono. No, I don't know. I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. On the same <laughs> <note>. <laughs> so it's just basically four lines. It's I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And in the process, it's it's meditating. So in the process, you just close your eyes and you picture yourself right in front of. Like you just picture yourself basically telling yourself these four lines that I just mentioned. And it's just forgiving yourself for the past and what you've created because I feel like if you don't dissolve the past and you do get him back and you, you still think of the past, you're just like rebirthing them, you know, get, getting it back alive. So if you don't dissolve the past, I feel like even when you get him back, it's going to be the same process. So you yeah, really do have to forgive yourself. Because you kept those things active with your attention to them, right? That's That's yes. the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, and that's an ancient uh, Hawaiian technique. I think it was yeah. a, an ancient Hawaiian t technique for stress relief, I believe. Um, and I think it was Jack Canfield, somebody like that, who wrote, mentioned that in a book. And there was an mm -hmm. elderly gentleman who had used, that he interviewed for the book, who had was a psychologist, I think. And he was put in charge of a criminal, criminally, institution with a criminally insane, something like that, in Hawaii in the 60s or 70s. And he used this. It, the place was such a mess, he just sat in his office all day and just would come to work and lock his office door and just repeat those words, those affirmations. And within a few months, I think everything improved in this this institution. That uh, And I'm going to – there's a great video. He finally was interviewed, That this man, um, years later. He's an old man now. But um, that's an interesting one to link to. So uh, so that helped you. Okay. And uh, what else are we talking about? You can do Honopono in the mirror as well, right? I mean, that's another thing if you don't – you mentioned imagining saying it to yourself or imagining sitting in front of yourself. Did you ever try it in the mirror? Did it work as well? No, the only thing I did in the mirror was I love myself, but Honopono Pono, you can just do it anywhere, honestly. Like, even if you're on your way to work and you just want to say those four lines a couple of times, like, it just works. You know, mm -hmm. you can do it anywhere as long as you're focusing in the now. You have yeah. to focus in the now. That's it. First time I did it, I had a similar experience to you doing your mirror work. I started crying. Um, and it, because it was, for me, it was a relief and just the idea of forgiving myself. And this is so important too, especially when we're manifesting specific people, you know, we blame them a lot too, that, which is one kind of blockage, but something we may not even realize we're doing is that we're blaming ourselves for a lot of what happened. And you have to not just forgive them to move on and to manifest something better, but also yourself, right? That's a big part of it. Yeah, and it also goes back to the the whole self-talk, right? You always want to nourish your soul rather than, like, sabotaging it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so always just say like positive things to yourself as well, because anything you attach after the I am, it, it happens and you attract it. So if you say I am loved, then everyone will see you loved. If you say, oh, I'm a failure, then you're just going to keep on failing. Like, why do you want to attract these certain circumstances? But Mm -hmm. I guess in in society, we're socialized into, like, being into a negative culture that this is just so, like, it's, like, normalized, I guess. But until you're one of the rare people that really wake up to this, then, you know, you're, like, the special one. (laughs) And it's so deeply ingrained, isn't it? We don't even know we're doing it. We don't even know when we complain even that we're we're affirming. That's that's a form of affirming right there. You know, when you sit around and go, God, I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of my job. I hate my boss. What an asshole. You know, you, you, you're 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 repeating affirmations in that at that moment. That's really what it is, right? And you just want to turn that around. Just flip the script on it. Start repeating something better. It's something that feels better. And that's another thing because you said followed by the I am that happens. But there's also that element of the emotionality attached to it, right? In other words, there's a difference between just repeating it mindlessly and repeating it in such a way that it actually does cause an emotional response, like an uplifting kind of, you know, I get that in the chest area a lot, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have that? Was that easy for you to achieve with the affirmations? Um, not really. Like at first I would say, and then again, my monkey mind would be like, who are you kidding? You don't love yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're going through a breakup. You're going through this and that. Um, but after saying it, like, and I, I started, I don't know, seeing my whole world just change, you know, like, um, for example, like on my way to work, sometimes I walk, um, from like the, the subway station to my work. Um, I would see like the whole world as dark, right. But after I started doing, I am loved. Sometimes I'd be having like random conversations with people and be like, for example, complimenting me on my makeup or what I wear or even at work that always be complimenting me. So I'm like, oh, okay, this thing is working. And then you just start to believe it more and more that it becomes ingrained in you. So it does take a a process. I won't say like it's an immediate effect unless you believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it, it does truly work and you have to do it a while. Sure, that, and that's how you come to believe it, right? It's practice like with anything. It's like learning to speak a new language or an instrument or anything like that. I always say that you have to practice it, right, to get there. Um, and then it'll get easier. One day you wake up and you're just playing the guitar or you're speaking French or whatever it is, right? So um, people have to stick with it. Did you? Was it easy for you to stick with it? I mean, you did say you had some discouraging moments, which are going to happen in this process, right? And that's important for people to understand. Don't become discouraged when it does happen, when you go back to feeling kind of negative. Just go right back to what you were doing. Just don't entertain those thoughts. Don't don't engage with them, right? Cut them off, right? What, um, yeah, talk a little bit about that. So basically when I would, again, like take a step back and I would still fall into that hole that you were talking about, um, what I would do is either I would take a break again or I would just keep on saying it until I truly believed it. Um, I don't know. I just had like something else to say and I totally forgot. That's okay. It'll come back to you. I have that too. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't even what I wanted to say. I don't know. But when that would happen... I just kept on affirming and it would happen. Um, But something else, I want to rewind a bit. You were talking about like when you whine about something. Mm -hmm. So during the process as well, I was doing um, the challenge from The Magic, the book. I don't know if you've done it. Uh, Yeah, I I haven't done it, but explain it a little bit. So basically, it's a whole book just based on gratitude. 
Um, and every single day, they, it, it's like a challenge, right? So, for example, day one might be like, I don't know, like give thanks to like the air that you breathe, for example. Mm. Um, it just, it reminds you and it brings, um, it makes you think of things that you, you should be grateful for that you would have never been grateful for. So I put, I actually put a test onto this. So one day I was going to work and the chapter was give thanks to the air that you breathe. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've never done this before. (laughs) So on my way to work, I told you, I take that walk. There is this deep uphill that I have to take. So one day I was taking it and it was hot and I was wearing like so many layers of clothes because I thought like I didn't check the weather and whatever. So yeah, so I was going up that hill and I was just sweating. And then I'm like, oh my God, let me put this to practice. So I'm like, thank you for the air. And then the trees right beside me, they started blowing air from left and right. Ah. The first time ever that I actually finished that hill and I wasn't sweating. Like I didn't need water. I didn't need anything. I was actually like, you know, chilled. Like I was like, I don't want to say cold, but I, I, there wasn't a single sweat. And every single time I gave thanks to the air, I would just get more air and more air oh and then something else about the whining now i remember is that when you do whine about something um in the book the magic they they teach you um like for every complaint that you have beside it you're supposed to have 10 things that you're grateful for so for example every single time um you, you know you complain about your sp about something like he doesn't love me or whatever um make sure that you're grateful for 10 things like right beside it that that person is actually that you're grateful for like that person I guess but you have to find like 10 things right it could be something as like he compliments me like something very very simple and the more you do it you'd find yourself not really complaining but you're going to this world where you see him as like okay he's lovable he's nice he does love me you start to focus and shift onto like the positive side of him rather than dwelling on the whole negativity and that's that's very important because that positive side of him does exist. It's always yeah, existed. Exactly. And, you, and you not seeing it is just a matter of you not having trained yourself or focused yourself into being able to perceive it. I think that's what tends to confuse people, too. They think they're going to create a, a different version of them or something like that. And what's happening is, no, that version of them has always been there, right? You've just been focusing on this aspect like, God, I hate this annoying habit that he has or whatever it is, right? He talks too much. He doesn't listen. Um, like the, if I understand the exercise correctly, as you described it, you would write that down and then you'd have 10 things like, but you know what? He's really nice. Uh, he's really generous. Or I love the way he makes a meatloaf or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so, uh, so, but those things were always there. He always made a nice meatloaf, right? He was always a generous person. So this is just a matter of training yourself. So this is, this is important. I'm bringing it up and I'm glad you did because this is so important to, to reiterate to people, you're not trying to change them, right? Yeah, you don't, exactly. and that's so much of what people do. You're trying to change yourself and your perception of them in order for those other aspects, those more positive aspects of them to be able to emerge and dominate in your reality, in your perception of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that is why I didn't re-pick up um, The Secret because it, it kept on teaching you about you have to create it. And it's like, but Neville, Neville Goddard says, no, you don't have to create it. It's already created, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually also put, I, I put a lot of things at test for some reason. It's just, I it's this whole process of conscious manifesting is so fun for me. It's that fun, one yeah. time, It's really fun. So one time at work, um, there's this, um, like, 
girl I work with, she, so we were both seeing this one person totally different. Like I would see her as mean. We're always causing problems. You know, we wouldn't get along. But then when I'd go talk to my friend about it at work, she'd be like, Laura, what are you saying? Like, this girl is so nice. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's the same person, but two different versions. So what I did, I went home. I did the revision technique as well. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? She's nice. We get along and everything. And then um, it happened to be that the day before we got into this like really mini argument that the next day she came, she apologized. She told me her whole life story. She sat beside me. And now I'm like, finally, like we're both, you know, connected to the same version that like she is nice. Like we see that version of her. She's no longer mean. Wow. That's great. And so what I mean, what a, you know, you're giving yourself the proof, the evidence right there, aren't you? Yeah, look at this stuff. It works. And if you can do it with somebody at work, you can do it with your specific person. You can do it with your mother. You can do it with your dog. You can do it with anything in your life, right? You can do it with money. Uh, you know, I talk about this a lot. It's not a person. It's an inanimate object, but it's governed by the same energy that everybody else has, everything else has, right? It's just about flow of energy and flow of attention and where you put it, where you decide to put it. And that's the part that we are in charge of. Right, our reaction to things and the meaning we give to things. Yeah, I love that story. Um, and something else about SPs, uh, one of my manifesting buddies, Ravina, taught me, is that stop making them the prize. That's yes. something really important. I want to say, don't make them bigger than they actually are because they're not. You are the bigger one. So there's always the saying like, put yourself on the pedestal. So the second I heard that, I didn't really understand it. Because I didn't even know what a pedestal was. <laughs> right, you had to look it up. <laughs> yes, that was after a while. I don't know what I thought it was before. Oh, I thought it was like a bike or something. And then I was like, oh. you put yourself on a pedestal, so I'm in the front and he's in the back. But then after I searched it up, I'm like, no, it's the thing that like you stand on when you come in first place. Or yeah. second or third. That's right. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stand myself on a pedestal, but it's going to be a gold pedestal because I am everything and I am loved. Yes. So after I started doing that, I don't know, I just started attracting a lot of things. Like, I, I really started taking care of myself. Like, not that I didn't before, but now I started doing it more. Like, doing my hair, or doing my nails, or going out. Like, it just all follows. But mm -hmm. you have to focus on it as well. And just don't make them the prize because... They, they aren't like it's just a version that you're not really concentrating on and they're, yeah they're not the, the thing is with the SPs they're not their own person they are the projection of you so I want to talk about like mental health or mental diet sorry now okay yeah um, take it away so whatever you say truly happens like and it's instantly so if you say you know he loves me he will love you. It's just everything is happening behind the scenes and you don't know. And I have a lot of like mind blowing stories about this. But um, so over the summertime, I found out that my boyfriend was going back home. Um, and, you know, I wasn't there because I was in Toronto. So I'm like, OK, you know what? We always take vacations to go back home together and we just spend like the summer together. But this time, obviously being broken up, we weren't going to spend the summer together. Mm -hmm. So I was like, OK, well, you know, I know when he's going to be there, he's going to be thinking about me this entire time. I had confidence that he was going to be thinking of me, but I didn't know exactly what he was doing. So we're basically like neighbors back home. We live like two minutes away by walk but it's really really close so he his home is right beside the main street my home is like near the end of the neighborhood and it's a dead end so you don't want to be going to my home you want to be going to the main street right which is the opposite uh -huh. direction right. he would every single day multiple times go right beside my house and just you know pretend that i'm there 
because he was missing me. But I didn't know this until we actually met up. So he told you this himself later that he was doing this. He did because I asked him, like, so did you like go see my house? Because we're still in the process of building it. And he's like, yeah, I went there every day. And then I'm like, why? And then he's like, he just looked at me like, you know why. Oh, wow. But it was from that, like, mental health, that little one thing that I've said. But also, um, you have to have confidence with this as well. So, like, okay, every single day, affirm that you are the creator. Once you have that down, you know that whatever you say has to happen no matter what. And a lot of things behind the scenes, like, obviously you won't know until later. But trust me when I say, like, whatever you say has to happen no matter what. You just won't know until later. So then, and you know, we, we have some notes here that goes kind of with the idea of things are happening behind the scenes, right? That just because you can't see it happening, um, just you don't see anything with your physical senses happening doesn't mean nothing is happening, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also um, throughout the process, like throughout his little vacation that he went back home, he would always go back to the places where we visited it. Because we had this thing where we would visit like places that we've never been before in in that country. Um, and he would just, you know, be taking his friend or his mom. And the whole point wasn't to go actually back to that place, but it was to just, you know, remind himself of the memories. And I didn't know about this this whole time. Like, I'd be sitting here, sometimes I would be, like, stressed, but then, you know, you have the universe that's creating all of this behind the scenes that you don't know about. That's right. So as he is kind of doing this, the time frame, you're already working on yourself and doing the self-love and doing the honopono when he's kind of coming around or is this so it was towards the end to be honest when I started really concentrating on myself and I just like completely I don't want to say dropped him but I had the saying for a while um you know my SP is me like yeah my SP wasn't him I would always just keep on affirming that my SP is me because I want to fall in love with myself before anyone enters my life so I'd always tell God like okay I'm not ready you know I don't want him right now because my self-love isn't up there at all it's still low and I just know how it feels like to be with someone that doesn't have self-love so I was like okay when I am ready then you know he can come yeah because you want you want the perfect (laughs) version of that relationship Exactly, yeah. You want the best that you can possibly create, yeah. And also because, you know, that there's there's love there, even on his part, right? Um, it's not, it's, maybe it's just dormant just because you guys broke up. This is another thing because people worry so much about this. Are they thinking of me? You know, if they're not texting me, they must hate me or not love me anymore. If they're not, uh, if there was somebody else, they must hate me and not love me anymore. That's, that's always there and the potential for that is always there, right? Okay, so for that part, um, saying, like, for example, you know, if, if he's not texting me, it means he's not thinking about me or he doesn't love me. But that is not true because throughout my journey, he only spoke to me one time and I spoke to him one time. So we were only in contact for, like, two times, but it wasn't, like, a full-on conversation. The first time, it was my great-grandmother died, so he just, you know, told me, I hope you're okay, I hope everything's fine, and that was it. And then after that, it was, like, in July, it was his birthday, and I was debating, like, should I message him, should I not? But I'm like, you know what, I'll be the bigger person, I'll just message, and I won't expect anything in return. Never expect anything in return, just do it. I wish him happy birthday. The next day... He sent me this message, and it was like, thank you so much. God bless your soul. I'm like, oh, my God. This is so deep. Like, I'm just deep. Wishing you, <laughs> I'm just That's pretty deep. It is really deep, but I, I just took it. I was like, you know what? He still wants me back. He's just not ready yet. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's 
that's more than just a, oh, thanks. <laughs> I had a nice and, time. Yeah, and something else as well. Like, if you are in contact currently, but it's not the way that you want it to. Like, if he's still telling you something as simple as, hey, you know, don't take it as like, oh, he doesn't love me. Because after all, you give meaning to everything. So, like, when he would respond back to my text, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, he still does want me. It's not that, okay, he just asked me, oh, how's everything? You know, and he doesn't want me. Like, it's, it's just not like that. Because if you do start saying that, then you'll believe it, and that's what will happen. But the whole time, I'm like, no, he's contacting me. He wants me back. He's just not ready. It's yeah, that's right. I mean, if, you know, like you said, nothing has any real inherent meaning in our universe, but it's what we give it. That's yeah. the, And you decide that part. You get to decide what you give meaning to and what you don't give meaning to. And you, know, you get this a lot from people, too, who, who come, and they just have a tendency to take everything in a negative pessimistic direction so they'll they'll take even a, a really positive message from them let's say and turn it spin it into something negative and i go wait a minute what are you doing but you know it's a habit it's just a habit that they've gotten into and you know the best way to get rid of a bad habit is to just practice a new better habit right and it sounds like that's what you what we were doing here I was, and I was trying to think of everything in a positive light as well. And it is training, but I would do it in the moment, right? I wouldn't dwell on whatever just happened, then go cry. No, I'd do it in the moment because I knew I was the creator. So when he would message me, for example, like wishing, you know, if I was okay after my great-grandmother's death, I was like, okay, you know what? He took time to think of me, then to open my chat and to message me. So I was grateful for that, even if the whole conversation wasn't about us getting back together, you know? He still contacted me. He could have easily, you know, just not contact me, not cared and everything. But I just decided to see it in the, in the light of, you know, he does want me back. Of course, he still cares about me. Sure, absolutely. And that, that's what that's going to be your reality. That's going to be your truth. As you accept that as being truth, that becomes your truth. Mm -hmm. um, and also I'm looking down my notes and I just want to cover belief. Mm -hmm. as well because it's something really important um throughout this whole journey i personally believe that belief doesn't have to be 100 percent because mm -hmm. i did have doubts like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh i knew this whole time he was gonna come back like at first i was like no he's not gonna come back you know this is what god wanted and everything but yeah like as you do it and as you keep up with your mental diet your belief will start becoming stronger but it's also your confidence that matters as well it's just really all about like persisting um and being okay that you know they're not in your life at the moment mm -hmm. i would say yeah and that comes down to enjoying your life in the moment because if you're busy enjoying your life you're not busy thinking about where are they right why aren't they here what are they doing? What you're worrying about? What am I doing today? How am I gonna what, make this the best day I can make it, right? And as you're doing that, it goes back to distracting yourself from the, all the negative thinking because you're too busy figuring out how to be happy, right? How to have a great day and a great life. And also, when you are thinking about them, if you happen to be thinking about them like throughout your day, don't think about them in a negative light as well. Like, I think I already mentioned this, but always send them love, you know, just, I would always refer to, well, my ex in the past, um, as, you know, my boyfriend, like, we never broke up, and every time I think about him, it would always be, like, a good memory, because we had so many memories, I think it was easier for me, like, we didn't really have a lot of bad times in our relationship, um, that these good memories would, like, spark a really good feeling in me, and I just persisted with them, and I, and he told me that he would feel something but he didn't know what it was. Like when, when we 
niece like encountered he was like I would always be thinking about you but it would be like a, this loving vibe and I would just sit there and be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was me <laughs> but like in my head obviously I didn't tell him that that's really interesting and I want to send I see that in your notes here too sending unconditional love and as you started talking about it I actually was thinking let's talk about that next because how do you actually do it so sending unconditional love yes this is important because um you know, they do feel it, like I've said. So the way I would imagine it, I would imagine myself as a bottle of love. And I'd just be sending him love. Um, there are different techniques that I've done to do this. But I've only done this towards the end. Like I'm saying, probably the last two weeks of us meeting, probably the last week before we met. Um, and when you send love, you don't expect anything back. Right? And they will feel that vibe. So one of the ways that I've done it was from one of my friends at work. She... Oh, I have to tell you this story. So at work, I met this friend and I instantly knew that she practiced conscious manifesting. Like I just felt that vibe that when I did ask her, she's like, I got my ex back with conscious manifesting. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this, like, it's weird because throughout the whole journey, I was meeting people that were practicing this whole conscious manifesting. And I'm like, how did you do it? And she just told me self-love. Bam. You have to tell me more about it. And she's like, okay, Laura, you have to radiate him love. And I'm like, oh, how do I do this? And then she sent me this, like, notes. It was basically, like, you close your eyes and you imagine him next to you and you send him this, like, pink ray of light from your heart to his heart. And you just smile and you think of, like, good memories. And that's basically it. So I would do it for, like, a good minute before I fell asleep. And I make sure that was my last thought. Um, so that, that's, that was one way. Another way I would do it... Uh, is from Agnes's meditation, Sending Unconditional Love. Mm-hmm. She has multiple, but yeah, I, I would do them, and it was good. It and this works. is Agnes Vivarelli, because people are going to be listening to this, I think, outside of the YouTube realm, too, a little bit. That's Agnes, A-G-N-E-S, Vivarelli, great channel, so go check her out, absolutely. We've mentioned her a few times now, so for people who don't know who that is, um, absolutely great, and great meditation videos, too, right? So when you sent the, the unconditional love and you did these meditations and these exercises, did you feel anything coming back? You mentioned that he said to you later on he could feel something. Did you feel anything sort of uh, energetically coming back from his direction or that you thought was coming back from his direction? I did. And you actually just reminded me. Um, it only happened twice, though. This wasn't like right after. It wasn't like immediate effect. But sometimes I'd be like watching TV and I'd feel this vibe. Like, I know I'm going to sound crazy, but it comes from like the right side and just this like, I don't know, wave of energy that comes. And it's like this voice, like he misses you. Mm. Right. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I I truly believe this. You know, I'm going to give this meaning and he does miss me. And he's thinking about me right now because I felt it. And I, I wouldn't be thinking about him. That's like the weird part. And yeah, when he came back, he was telling me like he did miss me throughout the whole time. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's, it's all like matching up. Yeah, and that's very true. I was, you can't see me, but I was smiling and nodding my head when you said, when you said it would always happen when I wasn't thinking about him, you know, and I know that feeling very well. You'd be sitting there watching a movie, doing something else, and suddenly they pop into your head and there's that feeling, that warm feeling. This is how I always experience things like that in my chest, right? That sort of, uh, it's difficult to describe, but it's kind of that, that's kind of joy in a way, right? That it's yeah. sort of right in the center of your chest there, that warm, rising, warm feeling, that this wave of warmth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And also, wait, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, go ahead. Is, um, 
on on one of your videos as well you mentioned that like okay i want to get this uh, this like um i want to dive into this whole thing about signs mm-hmm. um so in the beginning i would be asking for signs right and i would always get whatever i asked for because there, there wasn't resistance attached to it but then in one of your videos you, you were like okay don't ask for signs because you know there's no resistance attached to it and all that jazz so uh, towards the end, I think after I've done your coaching, you said that like sometimes you usually when you don't ask for signs, you do receive signs. And I've had some crazy like experiences with it because uh, towards the end, I like signed up to the gym, I work out and everything. I would see people that look exactly like him and I'd be texting my friend and she'd be like, oh, you know, you asked for a sign. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't. I was concentrating about like, you know, the now, which is like, for example, I was doing cycling, right? Um, I'd be concentrating the workout so much that I would just be forgetting about him for like a while. And then all of a sudden I'd see someone that looked like him. So after I reread your notes, you did mention it in the end. Or I'd be like on my way to work, I would see someone that has the exact same eyes as him. Uh-huh. Or one time I was entering the subway and his like cologne just like evaporated in the air. And then I'm like, oh my God. But I yeah. wouldn't be thinking about him. And then I'm like, okay, it's coming into fruition. It is near. But towards the end, it really, like, intensified. So, in other words, you're you're getting signs when you're not, when you're least expecting them and where you're not actually asking for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's, maybe that's a big difference. People go, is this a sign? It's like, well, did you ask for that? Is it something that you're interpreting as a sign where you need it to be a sign? But it's all those moments when you're not thinking about it, when you're letting go, you're focusing on your workout or whatever else. And then, boom, something like that happens. Like, I can rest assured, you can rest assured that is a sign at that moment, you know. So, yeah, like, don't ask for signs because if you know that you are the creator, why are you asking for signs? You know yes. what I'm saying? And also something else, uh, this was another sign that I thought it was so cool, but it was the universe communicating to me. Uh, it was, so, okay, so he asked me out, well, I'll, I'll say how we got together, but basically, in short, he asked me out for dinner. He just sent me a text message being like, I'm flying to Toronto he's a flight attendant so he got a flight now usually like toronto flights they're very hard to get because there's only three of where he works at um and three per week and there's like all like thousands and thousands of flight attendants in his company so he, he would usually request it but a lot of times when you request it because it's such a competitive flight to get he wouldn't get it so all of a sudden it just popped up he calls it a coincidence but i don't um there are no coincidences there are no coincidences no that's what he believes so i'm like i'll let him live in that little world for a bit. sure <laughs> so yeah he got a flight and then he messages me hey i'm coming to toronto um do you want to grab dinner so i'm like okay so the whole time i was very nervous and i was panicking but the day before i'm like i want to go get like my nails done so i went i was getting them done and then i, w- I was with my mom right and i'm like i'm so nervous for tomorrow she's like laura like it- it's gonna be fine just don't worry and i was still panicking while sitting in that chair that i looked to the mirror that i so basically during the process you have to wash your hands right so i, I washed my hands i looked at the mirror there was nothing i tell you like nothing at all mm-hmm. i go back to my chair i was like stressing so much and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to be stressed. I want to, you know, like be po- be having positive thoughts. And yes, he's going to come back tomorrow. He's going to ask me out again. Everything will be fine. I look at that mirror again and it says, believe in yourself. Really? And I'm like, yeah, I turned to my mom. I'm like, did you see what was written on the mirror? She's like, nothing was written on it. I'm like, look again. And then she sees, believe in yourself. 
And it was written with somebody wrote that on there with a with it was like printed. A, like it was in print. white. <laughs> it's crazy. That's interesting. Was it there or did you conjure it up or did you did you bring it into your awareness? That's so fascinating. I love things like that. So uh, let's see. I'm going through your notes here too. So we should mention at this point, actually, if we haven't already, because people probably will guess this, you you did manifest him back. This is what the whole point <laughs> of doing this. Yeah, we're we're getting into this. We both know the, the truth, and I'll talk about this in a little preamble uh, to the podcast of the episode. But yes, you did manage to get him back. So what's going what's going on right now with you guys? So we're still communicating and everything. Like we're still back together, which oh. is really good. Um. But oh, I want to talk about living in the end before, before talking about like the end of how we got together because okay, sure. Uh, so before that, I'd be like, okay, I'm already with him. I'd always call him my boyfriend, but it it all happened so quickly, especially near the end when I did manifest him that back. That one day I just decided to go shopping and I picked out this outfit. And mind you, yeah, I I didn't know he was coming. I didn't, like he didn't even text me or anything. I just intended that you know. This outfit that I buy, I'm going to wear it on our date. And then there's this voice in my head saying, you're going to see him this fall, which was this month. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to keep on living with that thought. That when I went to sleep, I just had a voice in my head saying, there is no way you're not going to see him before October, which is next month. Literally two days after, I think it was probably like the next morning, he just messages me and he says, I'm coming in September, which is in the fall. So, yeah. That's, and you said, and you buying the dress, and deciding, hey, I, this is the dress I'm going to wear. You know, you have people. You hear stories, people just buying their wedding ring, right? Maybe they don't even have anyone specific in mind, but they're going to manifest their soulmate, their their uh, their partner, their husband or wife. They go out and buy wedding rings and things like that. Uh, was that the intent there with that? You you just decided I'm just getting ready, so I'm going to take the actions I would take anyway. Kind of, yes, and I, I don't know, I just felt like it was near, so I was just taking action, but I wasn't really planning on doing it, that's the thing, like, with this whole conscious manifesting, I feel like there's all these voices telling you what to do, and you just have to follow it, but if you're doing it, like, okay, today I'm going to go shopping to buy my outfit, like, I don't feel like it would work, it's, mm. it's, it just has to flow naturally, that's what I'm saying, right, like, don't that's it. It has to be yes, and that's 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 a very important thing too. Whatever action you're going to take, it has to feel like the next natural thing to do. And if you have any kind of resistance about it inside yourself, it's probably not a good action to take at that particular moment in time, right? Um, and also something else. This is like off topic as well, but I want to mention social media so badly because it, it is really important. Um, and I see that here on your list. You a lot of points under that one. <laughs> yes. So for social media, I would recommend you to probably like deactivate or spend less time on social media. Um, because a lot of times, for example, when I had Facebook, I would be snooping on his like profile, or his mom's profile. And I was uh -huh. like, hey, this is unhealthy. So I just deactivated it altogether. And for me, it was easy to deactivate social media because I wasn't really big on social media. Like I still don't have Instagram because I like to live in the now and not in this like virtual world. Mm -hmm. Um, or a lot of times, like for example, when you have Instagram, you know, you may see people like who are photoshopped, have filters, look better than you. And that just wrecks with the whole self-love. If you're trying to build that self 
a self-love foundation and you don't have it yet so yeah for sure no snooping and don't do like what I did like on the whatsapp status I think you remember I would turn the settings on to only he could see my statuses yes that's right I remember that yeah that stopped real quick because I I don't need attention from him or anything I don't need reassurance yeah 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 yeah, that's 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 part of the the act of trying to get his attention, trying to get his win his approval is what that's really about, right? And that's the opposite of what you're trying to achieve, what you're what you're who who you need to become in order to become the version of yourself that already has this relationship, right? Would you be doing that if you're back together with him? Um, and that's for people out there or her, whoever it is out there, think about everything that you're doing and ask yourself the version of me that has this is that version doing these things? And if the answer is no, then stop doing those things. Right? I literally just wanted to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Really we've been, we've been synchronizing cause you, I want to say something and then you mentioned, Oh, let me bring it to this point. And that's exactly the next point that I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> that's perfect. Um, and there's also something else I see a lot is, um, this common misconception of, Oh, I have to date someone else. And then my SD will come back. That doesn't work because, again, I would always ask myself, if I had him, would I be dating other people? Right. You know, because the thing is, why are you playing with people's feelings as well, trying to move on? Like, it just doesn't work. And for me, I was never the, the girl to even date around at first. So, well, still am. Like, I don't date around. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You're not I saying now to that girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really stick to that one person, hence why I've been with my current boyfriend for so many years. Um but yeah you don't have to date around like the only person you have to date in that the whole journey that you're in is yourself and then he comes along that's right well he's going to get on your fun bus mm -hmm. yeah you make your life inviting you know I've, i think i've said this too before in some video or another love is invitational right it's uh if you make your life amazing you create this amazing party basically uh this fun bus he's going to want to be on there isn't he and, and also Oh, sorry, continue. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this whole thing about circumstances as well. Um, like sometimes, so throughout this whole journey, you may see some things or hear some things that don't really match up with what you're trying to manifest. So, for example, one time I was talking to my brother, and he happened to be abroad, and I was like, um, I was talking about my boyfriend. He's like, what do you mean? He's not your boyfriend. I'm like, what do you mean? Because I didn't tell my brother that, like, you know, we broke up. He's like, Laura, he has a girl, um, and he, he's posting her all over his Instagram, and he has his arms, you know, wrapped around her and everything. Oh, and no. I just, yeah, I was just crying, I'm, I, and I just went to the universe. I'm like, okay, this isn't what I want. What I want is to be in a loving and committed relationship with the person's name. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I was like, okay, don't dwell in it because you're going to create it further. So I do self-love meditation and I instantly felt better because I knew, if you remember from the beginning of the podcast, I was, I told him, I'm scared that you're going to love someone else. Mm -hmm. And that happened. So I'm like, okay, that, that was a result of something I said like five months ago. Right? Cause That's the whole right. journey and you highlighted this on your list here you something in bold and, and it was highlighted how he is acting now is a result of past thoughts from yesterday yeah. or maybe months ago so there is residual there the, because there is a delay right and because it is reality is a mirror reflection there's a little bit of that delay right so what you're seeing now is just isn't is already old news abraham hicks says that a lot too right that's a very important thing to internalize and also, like, when he came back, um, he couldn't wait to tell me about this one thing. 
I'm like, what is this one thing that he wants to tell me about? And he told me about the third party. And he was like, you know, I was in such a, like, effed up place. Um, and then she approached me. She forced, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, in my head, no, I created that. But then after that, he told me, you know, I don't love her anymore. She, she did a lot of things. And I just want you and everything. But before him telling me about, like, you know, he still wants me back, I already set my standards. And I, I feel like it's really important to have standards. Um, as well because when we got back together and he was telling me about the third party my immediate reaction was saying I am loved and in my head I, I was also saying circumstances do not matter but yes. at the same time I was doing the opposite because I picked up my bag and I was like I'm leaving I don't I never want to talk to you again because I'm not here to be your friend nor your best friend I want to be your lover your girlfriend mm-hmm. right and then he just held me with two hands and he's like just listen like it gets better and I'm like, what do you mean it gets better? You're telling me about this person. And then he's like, I'm not with her anymore. And then I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Well, that's good news. Me, I couldn't keep it away from you, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, it, it doesn't matter anyways. I already knew I created it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't dwell on it. You, you understood. Well, that's the old version of what, what I don't want any longer. So I'm not going to feed it anymore. I'm not going to give it airtime anymore. I'm not going to think about it anymore. And even if there's still some residual kind of physical evidence of that, fine, it's passing out. It's passing out of my reality and out of my perception, right? And the way I got rid of the third party, I think probably many people would be wondering, um, is this affirmation that I found online as well throughout that Facebook page. It was, um, you say the SP's name. So say, for example, his name is Mike. You say, Mike is single, and I intend for him to ask me out, right? But I think it happened immediately because, I don't know, from the time that we were talking, I kind of figured out when they broke up, and I'm like, wait, that was the moment, like, the the, the period that I was I was intending for him to be single. So it just happens. Anything you intend, it has to happen. It has no other way. Yes, absolutely. And you intend it purely. That's the trick, right? It's just the intention is always there, but then we tend to talk ourselves out of it, don't we? By dwelling on the other the things that we don't want to dwell on anymore. But it's a habit. Now we get back into it, and then we tend to go do this one step forward, two steps back kind of dance with the situation. But it can happen very quickly. Yes. So uh, let's. I'm looking at your, and I know we jumped around the list here a little bit. Um, I'm kind of letting you lead this because you're very good at this. <laughs> what What do you want to talk about next, sir? Um, I think we talked about like I don't know. It looks like let's see here. There's so okay. Circumstances don't matter, and you said that actually. That's a Bashar thing. Are you aware of Bashar? Because I remember hearing that the first time through uh, Bashar, which was circumstances do don't matter, but state of being matters, right? So yeah. it's it's the idea of. What is it you really want out of the situation, which is always a state of being, a, a, a type of feeling that you're after, right? Mm-hmm. So for circumstances do not matter, uh, I did have a bit of, like, I did have to face some of the circumstances, but it wasn't a lot because I, I told you, like, I deactivated my social media, so I didn't really care about what he was doing because I knew he would be back. So I don't mm-hmm. care who he was with, what he was doing. None of that mattered because I was focusing so much on myself. But um, when you do see a circumstance, obviously know that it's a, it's a result of your past thoughts. Um, and also, when you do see a circumstance, you just tell the universe, okay, thank you, but this is not what I want. What I want is, and then you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And don't get bothered by it, because just, just don't get bothered. It, it literally doesn't matter. 
Well, and also the the you know another way to look at this, and I say this to people too, and it tends to bring a lot of relief, is that just because he's fo- also just because he's posting something on social media that makes it look like he's having a great time with somebody else doesn't necessarily mean that's the case, right? I mean, people do this; they always blow up the fun they're having on social media. You know, they always try to make their life look more interesting than it actually is. Yeah, that's so true. That's another reason not to look at, and stalk their profile because you might see things you don't like, and then you're going to give some kind of meaning to it and it's gonna you know all the options and possibilities are gonna go through your head and you're just gonna make yourself crazy yeah so for this whole social media about the post as well um he even told me like i still haven't seen his instagram for months now but he told me like he would be posting him having such a great time that he wasn't because you know i wasn't in his life and he was going through a lot at that time and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I remembered, I, I don't know whose video it was, maybe yours, but it, it was talking about like um, social media that we only post what we see, what like we only post the good things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like a daily thing. Like you don't post all your bad times. Maybe like one thing that's like a bad thing you might post, but not a lot. You just pick those really good filtered Photoshop pictures for the most part, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's you dancing, it's you on the beach, it's the, look at me, I got my arm around so-and-so. And And I started seeing evidence a lot in this. Like, when I'd go out, people, you know how you see people taking pictures? They would smile for the picture because the camera's on, but the second the camera turned off, they would just have a straight face. Yep. You know, so I'm like, okay, this is all fake. It's just for pictures. So I don't buy into that lifestyle anymore. We're all kind of like little prima donnas running around out there, huh? (laughs) Yep, we're like, uh, you know, the starlets do that, right? Oh, cameras are on, flash that smile. Yep. That's literally all it is. Don't buy into it. Just exactly. get rid of Well, you don't have to block him or delete him. You don't have to do any of that. Because if he was with you, you wouldn't have him blocked and you wouldn't have him unfriended. Absolutely. And I would never recommend that for the reason that you just mentioned and also because you're closing a door. Why would you close a door, right? Um, especially if it's something like, well, maybe we haven't been in touch in a long time. There's in some other city or something. Get, leave all the doors open for them to communicate with you when they when it's ready for them to do so, right? Yeah, but I, I also feel like the universe has its way that to bring him into you. Yes. And also... Um, don't narrow down because I did this mistake narrowing it down to the end like how he the how basically mm-hmm. I was like oh the only way we're gonna get back is if he texts me so I had this idea that we're only going to get back if he texts me that it was again a video it's like no I think it was Agnes's to be honest uh-huh. she was saying like if you only think of that way that's going to happen then you're closing all the doors and you don't want that. Just leave it to the universe, to the God, to the source, whatever you believe in. So when I did that, I was like, okay, you know what? There's a thousand ways that he would come back. It was really instantly that he like messaged and then he came back. Perfect. Yeah, that's another thing. You're right. We do, we kind of marry, we're married to that idea. And also there's this sort of weird power struggles some people do, which is I'm not going to contact him first. He needs to contact me first, right? Um, were you open to contacting him at all in this process? And as you were going through self love and doing the, all that? No, I really. <laughs> uh, okay, well that's fine. No, no, no. I mean, no judgment there. But you see, but but uh, uh, you know, the point I'm making is you're, just like what you said. Don't make it just one option, right? Don't leave it just 
I need the text message, right? You wanted more, obviously, didn't you? You wanted a relationship, not just a text message, right? Yes, and a relationship was all that I wanted. So I didn't really want us to, like, start off as friends or restart over. Because we'd been together for so long, that I, I just didn't feel it was right. It just didn't sit well with me for him to come back and just contact me again as friends. Because I yeah. never, I, I just can't imagine him as my friend or even my ex, even worse. And, and it's it's important be be uh, faithful to your vision and what it is that you want right if you're gonna go I'm okay with being friends with him when you're settling aren't you right and it's kind of signaling also an, an intent to say well I'm not really I don't think I can have the full spectrum of scope of what it is I really want yeah. Yeah. so dreams this is one here I wanted to talk to you about um, because I find this very interesting. You taught, and this, this may go in with signs, maybe lump under signs. But you said you had a whole section of dreams and seeing angel numbers and giving meaning to everything. Okay, so for giving meaning to everything, we already discussed it. For angel numbers, I don't really want to give like I don't know, too much emphasis on it because okay. I always saw eleven eleven, right? Yeah, but towards the end, I would see eleven twenty two. And then when I searched it up, it had to do with relationships. I'm like, okay, it's, it's already on its way. But I would see it so much that I'm like, okay, it's on its way. And I wouldn't ask for it. So I feel like, yes, angel numbers, probably, it, they are like the angels communicating with you. But don't make it like so big and just based on that. You know, if mm-hmm. you're seeing it, great. But it's not everything. What is everything is just you and focusing on you and having a lot of self-love and staying faithful, like you said, to your end desire. Um, for the dreams, this one was really interesting because some coaches, they say like, oh, dreams really don't mean anything. But then I'm like, okay, that is what they're giving the meaning to it, right? What I, I'm like, the way I give meanings uh, to dreams is that it tells me what I'm, you know, what my mind when it's like kind of turned off and sleeping, what it's really thinking about, like whatever I'm focused on, I get, right? So there were some dreams majority of my dreams that I had of him were him telling me that he wants to get back together. There was only one dream where when things weren't so great, um, I, yeah, he didn't want me in my dream. So I'm like, okay, I have to go and do more self-love and, you know, change this like living in the end thing. Um, but there was this dream towards the end. It was so vivid. Um, he came over and you know my whole family was like oh my god celebrating you guys are getting back together and everything (laughs) which was really funny that yeah he hugged me and he was like he's asking me like so like we're back together i'm like yes and then i wake up and i feel his chest on my chest and like i know his Mm. chest how it feels it's like muscly and it's soft right Uh so i'm like okay it's it's near like it's coming anytime soon so, so you felt that as you were coming out of the dream, out of sleep. Yes. I, I literally felt like, you know, the the weight of his chest, everything. Wow. That's yeah, that's very interesting. That's a, that's an I, I want to bring up another book here actually. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm actually looking at I have to I have to remember because I'm terrible with names and book names. Uh, and I'm going to put it also in in a link down below when people are watching this. But it's about quantum shifting, and he talks about how there are these parallel realities, right? But dreams can often be you actually really plugging into an alternate timeline, especially when the dream is like you described it. It's extremely vivid, that you're actually bleeding into sort of the version of yourself that's there having that experience with him, being back together with him, having that relationship with him. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I feel like that's when you've got it, when they're really, really vivid that, you know, you could feel it. Yeah. But something else about, like, feeling, about living in the end. This one, like, I, I know I'm jumping all around, but, like... Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. You reminded me, and I probably it'll make your viewers feel better, but, like, with this whole living in the end, I don't know, I personally disagree that you have to feel it, smell it, touch it, taste it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, taste, me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for me, that wasn't the case. My living in the end was just feeling like him being right beside me, but really nothing more than that. Like I've yeah. never smelt his cologne or like tasted or anything. It, it was none of that. It was just that little one sense of, you know, just feeling he's next to me. That's it. So Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be specifically like you described, but I think it helps some people to do that and to make the scene more real, right. In their mind, but it's not necessary because a feeling you know, the feeling of being back with them, the feeling of having the thing that you want. It's, a, it's just sort of a calm kind of a, you know, oh, of course. You almost take it for granted a little bit. Yes, and I, I actually want to mention feeling, but you just said it. This is the way I knew I was doing it right was when I was living in the end, which weren't like a lot of times because visualization, I wasn't really doing it a lot. It was just like the meditations and the affirmations and the mental diet that I was doing the most. But the way I knew that I was doing the living in the end was when I had that feeling. So always tune into the feeling. If when you're thinking of him or you're imagining him, for example, it'd be so simple. Like, you know, you're on, on your way to work, for example, on your subway and you're holding hands. If you if that feeling is associated with like feeling good, then you know you're doing it right. If you're still feeling of like, oh, he's not here, you know, like all those negative feelings, then you're not truly living in the end the proper way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it absolutely. really does go down, yes, to feelings. And uh, and also, and I want I wanted to discuss this as well a little bit because we're getting back to sort of you being back together with him. There's the um, and this is actually not that related to feelings now, but um, I had that thought as you were speaking. It is a process, also the courtship process, right? Because you're sort of, you know, so many people out there want this now, right? Now, 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 now. I need it now. I need to be married to him next week. You know, I had a client write me that. I she had it all she had it all uh, laid out by by October. He's going to ask me to marry him by by next year. We're going to have three children. You know, but you're like, how do you know? How do I know we're back together? Well, are you going out on dates? Is he calling you? Is he? You know, uh, it's going to be not the old relationship anymore, right? It's not like you're you're building a new relationship. So it's almost like you start over a little bit. But that's part of the process, the fun of it too, isn't it? The yes. courtship. But the thing is, I kind of have to disagree with that a bit. Like, That's fine. The thing is with attracting back an ex, and I was actually talking to one of my buddies about it just today, is that um, when you're attracting back an ex, you have a certain like thought about them or how they're like, right? Like, for example, if they don't text a lot, you know, when they come back and you're, you're, you're back in a relationship, if you still have that idea persisting of like, oh, he didn't text me back then, so when, he's back to, when we're back together, he's, he's still the same, that, that thought is still going to be persisting, that version of him. So you really have to dilute and get rid of all the negativity that he did in the past relationship. That when you restart, you know, it's, it's much better. It's the good version of him. But it oh, does so, take time. You so know? you mean actually working through the things about the relationship in the past that didn't please you or about his behavior that didn't please you? Is yes. that what you mean? Okay. Yes. Well, that's interesting. So how would you go about do? How would, would it be like every little point kind of? How would you do that? Well, how would it... Oh, okay, 
okay, how I would do it is probably just to like intend and be like, okay, well, that was the old me. You know, I've created all of that. I've created him, for example, not texting me a lot. So this time, okay, he is back. He does text me. And, you know, oh, and something else I would ask myself is if this whole uh, inner talk wouldn't help, I would do something called affirmations, not affirmations. Did you ever hear of affirmations? No. Where you ask yourself, for example, the question, you know, like, why am I worthy, for example, or why wouldn't he text back? So automatically your mind will be, you know, gathering all of these answers, which are like positive. Like, why wouldn't he text back? You know, there's no reason for him to not text back. Ah, yes, right. So what you're doing is questioning your assumptions about something, right? So your monkey mind is throwing out all these like, why would he? Why would he be interested in you? Why would he text you? And you, you're going, why would he? Why wouldn't he? Right? Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the whole point of it. Uh-huh. So even towards the end, I would do a lot of affirmations. I'd be like, okay, but why wouldn't he come back? Like, there's no reason why he wouldn't. I love that. I think that's great. And it's it's a really good point because we have we, what we accept as truth that comes out of our monkey brain isn't necessarily truth. It has no more evidence than any other part of us, right? Of of either him not loving you anymore, not wanting you anymore, as opposed to the opposite. It it's just going on its fears, right? It's just going on what it thinks uh or just what you have practiced and made into a habit of thinking down more of a negative, pessimistic kind of road, but there really is no evidence to support even that notion, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, perfect. I love it. You said something here about journey, and this is an interesting part, too, that I wanted to touch on. And you said the journey wasn't that easy, but you want to talk about that a little bit? Because you put it here, you put a few points under that. Okay, um, so yeah, the journey definitely wasn't easy. Like, I know a lot of times I've watched success stories, when, especially when I was feeling down. They're like, oh, this was the easiest journey ever, and they made it sound like a piece of cake. But then I'm like, looking back at my journey now, I would say it definitely was not easy, especially like the beginning when you'd be like crying, that like you miss him or whatnot. Sure. Um, but it does get easier, I will say that. Like, towards the end, you'll start to like feel like less needy I guess you'll start to like sometimes miss him yes but not a lot because you're so focused in yourself that you start forgetting about you know him not being in your life and you start gaining confidence that he is going to come back anytime Mm -hmm. or any second now so towards the end it does get easier but only in the sense that you gain confidence and you just start feeling relaxed and then once you feel relaxed and content then he comes back that's what I feel do you think it would have been easier or felt easier if you had seen the journey itself as the, um, I don't want to say necessarily the manifestation, but just looking at the journey from a different angle, right? Like, hey, I'm on a road trip. I'm getting to where I want to be, but it could be fun along the way, too. Yeah, and I, when I was doing coaching with you, you did tell me about this road trip. I think it was from... Dallas to Los Angeles or something. Yeah, that was an analogy that I that I was using. That's right. <laughs> no, but after you said it, it really clicked, right? Because it, it is like you do want to enjoy the journey, and I do tell everyone, honestly, like something I tell my old self is just enjoy, just relax. Like it is a beautiful journey. You learn how to love yourself, and honestly, the whole world loves you, including your SP. In the end, it's like a yeah. win-win situation. But um, something about like the whole SP thing, um. 
like winning them back don't think of them as like a trophy or whatever the way i would think of my sp is that i am the cake and he is the cherry okay ah. the cake still tastes good even if you don't have that cherry on top it doesn't matter that's right that's yes. how you have to view your sp don't view your sp as the whole cake and you are the cherry on top you're the cake exactly yeah he's the cherry i love that that's great <laughs> Yes, and you know, like you said, the cake is delicious anyway, with or without the cherry. The cherry will just make it a little sweeter, a little bit nicer, right? right? Touch, yeah. Touch. And it looks nice. Usually it's just for decoration anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, uh, let's see. Is there anything we haven't covered here that you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. Well, well, we have a lot of... We have a lot of points here, so it's easy to get lost in the woods a little bit. Yeah, but uh, like my main takeaway is just enjoy the journey. Do a lot of self-love. Just really love yourself because we're not really taught that, I guess, when we're younger. Maybe some people are. I would say like 2% probably of the world population. Um, and he will come back. And just don't make sure you observe your, your you police your thoughts. Um, you know, just always say he is back or manifesting sp is so easy just yeah i like that policing your thoughts and that's really a big part of the process too is you have to you know it's so easy for us to get into the mindset of something negative and because we've practiced that for our whole lives maybe it's easy it becomes our comfort zone right and so it's easy to go to that in the end and not think about it but you have to sort of stop yourself dead in the tracks a little bit and catch yourself thinking those things then just think of something opposite think of something fun think it doesn't even have to be the, your specific person it could be anything that you know have some memory from the past where you had a good time with some friends or some joke or, or watch a comedy or listen to some music anything really to not engage and build the momentum of that negative thought for the music in particular, I really saw a stop listening to music because a lot of times it was like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of songs are about like breaking up and not yes. being with the person. So I just stopped listening to music. Instead, I was I would listen to affirmations or mm -hmm. I would meditate. Yeah, so. meditation. You're very right about that. There's a lot of music I used to love that I, you know, I still love it, but I don't listen to it as much because it was taking me to that dark place, right? Yeah. But there's music. You can listen to sort of instrumental, uplifting music. I like to do that while I meditate. I, I listen to very uplifting kind of instrumental music that's, you know, sort of just puts me at peace. So there's, there's, but the point, of course, is, is that whatever it is that sort of makes you not think of them so much or not think of the negative situation so much, it could be anything. You know, if it's music, you could sing, you know, <laughs> if, if you like to sing out there, just bust in a song. I, yes, I sang and danced a lot. I was just happy. Yeah, perfect. I love it. So here you are. So so let's real quick. You guys are seeing each other. Everything's peachy keen. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Lara, I think we can wrap it up at this point. Uh, your story's amazing. And look at that, guys. Since since April, that's not that far. That's not that long ago for everyone out there too. How long did it take you? How long did it take you? It Don't worry bad. about it. Yeah, and don't worry about how long it takes either. You know, it could have you could have done this if it was six years between breaking up and, and getting back together, right? It just really doesn't matter. So uh, here you are, and Laura, Laura, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Thank if you for having me. She can do it. You can do it, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, and also don't believe anything of free will as well. You know, just saying, oh well, he had free will. He decided to come back. Don't erase the whole thing about free will. Yeah, don't. It's a projection of. 
That's what it is, right. They're in their own little universe where they have their free will. But in your universe, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can talk about that. So maybe maybe I'll have you back on. You're really good at this. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks a lot, Lara from Toronto. Well, we got cut off a little bit at the end there, but we got the meat of it in. And what a fantastic story. And what an awesome person to tell us her story. So I want to thank Lara again. And and like I said before, now you guys see how easy it is. Anybody can do this, including you. All right, so take those tips. Watch my videos, but take uh, Lara's tips, uh, Lara's tips and uh, listen to her um, and apply it to what she said to your own life, okay, and to your own situation with your SP or specific person. And not just that, but whatever it is you want to manifest, these principles apply across the board to everything and I want to reiterate to everybody what I said before if you have your own success story to send me please do send it to me and again it doesn't have to be that something that happened as a result of my coaching um, but um, anything anytime in your life that you can think of where you have you manifested something that was big for you you know what I mean? Not those little things. I mean, like, the big things that really worked out for you. Sit down, write it down, or send me an email. Maybe I'll have you on the podcast, or we'll do a video interview. Um, and you can tell your story, because, you know, like I said before, this is really good stuff for people to hear. It's very, very encouraging. It's very uplifting. And um, so often, you know... I've, I've used success stories and Googled them and uh, just for the purpose of, of kind of giving myself that little bit of lift up whenever I've needed it. So I know how effective they can be, right? So uh, listen to those. Listen to as many as you can out there too. Go find your own success stories. Uh, but definitely write me with your success story because I would love, love, love to feature it. Okay? That's Matt. You can email that again to manifestation.lab at gmail.com. Thanks again to Lara from Toronto and to every, got one of you for listening, all my YouTube subscribers out there. And for those of you listening to the podcast, and you, in case you didn't know, I have a YouTube channel. You can see my mug while I speak. Uh, and won't that be exciting? <laughs> so you can go there, Manifestation Lab on YouTube. And um, all the pertinent information will be under the videos in case you want some coaching with me, in case you want to leave me a little tip in the tip jar. Um, you want to join the Facebook group, the Manifestation Lab Facebook group. There's some great people over there, including Lara, I believe, is a member. So, um, yes, by all means, do that. Um, and uh, I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful whatever you're having wherever and whenever you're listening to this. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, this is Tarkon saying happy manifesting and bye-bye.